Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Biden's having a very hard time of it. Um, New poll out today, Reuters, 39 percent job approval, lowest number in the Reuters polls. Reuters is a left wing news agency. Um, And on every front, you can see that uh, President Biden is having trouble. That is a subject of this evening's talking points memo. Vote less than a year away. Primaries two months from now, just about. Okay. So uh, things are really coming up fast. Now, a bunch of stuff happened over the last few days, which is being misreported, misanalyzed. So I'm going to walk through this. Um, The Democratic Party, like the Republican Party, really doesn't have a formal leader. All right, Nancy Pelosi was, but she's not the House speaker anymore. So it's kind of a, but there is a leader, and I'm going to tell you in a moment who that is. Um, But signals are starting to be sent through the media about President Biden. The first salvo was David Axelrod on CNN. He was President Obama's top advisor. Roll the tape. I mean, there's just a lot of concern about the age issue. And uh, and that is something that I think he needs to uh, ponder. Just do a check and say, is this the right thing uh, to do? Now, Axelrod doesn't go on television and say that without consulting with Barack Obama. He doesn't just do it. Okay, these guys are very, very precise in what they say. So the president, former president himself, goes on a podcast and says this, go. You can pretend to speak the truth, 
You can speak one side of the truth. And in some cases, you can try to maintain your moral innocence, but that won't solve the problem. And so if you want to solve the problem, then you have to take in the whole truth. And you then have to admit nobody's hands are clean, that all of us are complicit to some degree. All right, talking about the Hamas attack on Israel. Well, number one, I'm not complicit in the attack at all. Okay, so right there, uh, Mr. Obama is wrong. And I don't think you're complicit watching and listening to me across the world. I don't think you are. I mean, my tax dollars, hard-earned tax dollars, have gone into Gaza and Israel to try to help the innocent people in both places. I'm not complicit in anything. Okay? Now, Barack Obama had eight years in office. Donald Trump had four. Biden has had three. And the situation with Hamas is as bad as it's ever been. Now, maybe they're complicit. I don't know. Okay? I don't know. All I know is that Hamas is a terror group. They want to kill every Jew they can kill. And they started the war a month ago. That's what I know. That's the truth. Not my truth. Not Barack Obama's truth. Not part the truth. That's the whole truth. And nothing but the truth. Okay? All right. Now, by saying what he said, Barack Obama distances himself from Joe Biden. Again, this is not done by accident. So Biden is what the cliche goes all in to support Israel and condemn Hamas. Even though Biden is so befuddled, it's a ceasefire now, it's maybe this, it's that. I, you know, Who knows what he's going to say the next hour. But Obama sent a message here that we shouldn't be 100% for Israel. That's the message. And Biden is at this point. Might back away. Now, here's what I said on the Leland Vitterd show on News Nation last night. Go. And his own party is turning on him, as you rightly pointed out, with Barack Obama, who really is the leader of the Democratic Party. All right. Joe Biden isn't the leader of anything. All right. Barack Obama is more influenced by far than uh, Joe Biden does. Yeah. So the message that um, the former president, uh, Obama, sent to Joe Biden was, don't run. Now, I may be overstating that, but I don't think so. Because you haven't heard a lot from Barack Obama or David Axelrod negative about Biden. They're stalwart Democrats. They're not going to criticize another Democrat. It just doesn't happen. Okay? But now he's starting to get, they're getting nervous. Whole democratic structures get nervous. And Obama is the Yoda, Y-O-D-A, of the Democratic Party. So Democrats in the United States, if it's, are you going to listen to Obama or Biden, you know which way that's going to go. So the signals are being sent. Now, I hate to use this next soundbite because I don't like to 
involve myself with these people on MSNBC. I mean, you know how I feel about that network. It's just a propaganda thing, top to bottom. But this morning, Joe Scarborough, he didn't really like Obama being thrown under the... Uh, he didn't like Biden. I got to get my thoughts precise here. Scarborough did not like Biden getting thrown under the bus. Go. You can keep going on and on about, you know, then after that, it's like, okay, well, maybe he's good. Then it's like, now he's too old. Then he delivers a State of the Union address. And I explain. Well, hey. So, Let's see again, Joe Biden's been underestimated his entire life. He's being underestimated now. This is not a smart, uh, not, not smart bet to bet against him. All right. So he's sticking up for Biden. Now, it's interesting because Scarborough was once a congressman, Republican from Florida. But when you have the paycheck coming in, and maybe it's unfair of me, could be, but I've seen so much in my close to 50 years in the media. When you have the paycheck coming in, you kind of, well, maybe I'll be a Democrat now. Nicole Wallace, same thing on MSNBC. She worked for uh, Bush the Younger. And now the paychecks come back. But again, I could be being unfair here. All right, maybe they have had some kind of conversion of clarity of thought. I don't know. So Joe Biden now is controversial in his own party. Okay. And uh, he's going to get more controversial because today David Weiss, a special counsel in Delaware involved with the Hunter Biden case, testified uh, closed door in front of the House Judiciary Committee. That's Jim Jordan. Uh, And tomorrow we'll analyze it because I don't have the stuff yet. Remember, when stuff leaks out, which it will on Weiss, I got to check it. I can't just run it like everybody else does. I don't do that. So I got to I got to check stuff that comes out before I put it on the air. I'm sorry. That's just old school journalism. But I'll have it for you tomorrow. We'll know what Weiss said, at least some of it. All right. So summing up, the impeachment might come next. Um, Certainly Comer and uh, the other committee head and uh, Republican side wants that. Uh, You know, he's not going to get thrown out, but it'll. It'll be a revenge for the Trump impeachment. And uh, I still stand by my prediction that uh, Biden's not going to be on the 24 presidential ballot. But of course, it's just a prediction. And, um, you know, and that's a memo. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I looked around uh, to uh, get the best guess was we always do on the No Spin News who really knows uh, what's happening in the world of terrorism and, and things like that. So the man's name is Ambassador Robert O'Brien. You may know him. Uh, I've seen him on uh, other programs. He uh, was a former national security advisor to Donald Trump, 2019 to 21. Before that, special presidential envoy for hostage affairs. And uh, Ambassador O'Brien really helped us with Killing the Killers, which I think is the best book on terrorism. I see, I'm bragging here, Killing Jesus, best book I've but if you really want to know about terrorism in a modern world, killing kills book for you. Anyway, the ambassador joins us now from Salt Lake City. So, number one, um, how did the Trump administration, when you were inside it as the uh, national security advisor, keep a lid on Hamas Israel? How did you guys do that? So, Bill, it's a great question. And it goes back to uh, Ronald Reagan. It's called Peace or Strength. When you're strong and your adversaries know that you're going to stand by your allies and that you're going to be tough, uh, the world is a more peaceful place. Our allies are safer and America is safer. And that's true for Ukraine. It's true for Taiwan. It's true for Israel. We've got three great uh, adversaries, Russia, which is since the Trump administration has invaded Ukraine, Iran, which has essentially invaded uh, Israel through Hamas, it's Kaspah. And now we're waiting for the other shoe to drop with what's going to happen with Xi Jinping and China and Taiwan. So. Unfortunately, weakness begets uh, is provocative and it, it begets uncertainty and, and our adversaries attempt to take advantage of it. And uh, when we were strong, this didn't happen. When we were weak or appeared to be weak, it does uh, happen. Me, and, and that's a concern. Me, give the audience an example of strength. I mean, you're obviously saying that Biden is a weak president and the villains are taking care, uh, advantage of that weakness. But give me an example, a specific example of Hamas Israel and what the Trump administration administration did to to forestall military action? Yeah, so another great question, Bill. So it could, I'd like to take a look at the Abraham Accords. We brought peace to the Middle East. We brought peace to Israel and Bahrain and Morocco and Sudan. And the way we got there is we recognized Israel's right to have a capital in Jerusalem. We moved the embassy to Jerusalem. And you'll remember people said, you can't do that. The Arab streets are going to go nuts. There'll be a war. But we moved the embassy and we said, this is where we're, we're planting our flag. We've recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. And that, that, again, sent a message that we're standing by our allies in Israel. For the UAE, we put maximum pressure on Iran. And Iran had, we almost eliminated their, their foreign currency reserves when we left office. They had $4 billion in foreign currency reserves because we enforced sanctions against them. Today, they have $70 billion. They're a rich country. And what have they done with that money? With either the, the oil sales, the hostage ransom, the $6 billion hostage ransom? They've used it to support Hamas and Hezbollah and their other their other uh, Khatib Hezbollah in Iraq, uh, the Houthis in Yemen. And so we starved Iran. We gave the UAE the weapons it needed, the Patriot missiles. We, and we, we took care of Israel. And, and so the our Arab allies realized America was there. We were strong. And, and this sort of thing wouldn't have happened. Now, you were the top hostage guys. And Hamas is holding, you know, considerable number of hostages now. Is there any way that you would see that the Biden could do uh, Biden administration could do more than it's doing now to try to get those people out? Are they missing something? 
Look, I, I, I know some of the things that are going on, and so I don't want to interfere with any negotiations they've got going, but I think they're, they are doing the right thing with Qatar. Uh, Qatar's been a, a, an ally. I know people have been upset with Qatar because some of the Hamas leadership is there, but uh, Qatar is working to try and get the American hostages out with the Biden administration. Uh, what I've said before is that we needed to forward deploy our Delta forces and our Navy SEAL teams into the Sinai on the, on the south side of the Gaza Strip and Egypt and into Israel. So that when Israel goes into Gaza City and, and opportunities arise to, to rescue a hostage or two or four or five, you know, keep in mind they'll probably be dispersed and be in the tunnels. But we need to have our guys there, our, our hostage rescue specialists there to help the Israelis because they're going to be outmanned and, uh, and there's so many hostages that they're not going to have enough special forces to get them all. So I, I think our, our, our folks need to be on the ground, our specialists, uh, to retrieve those hostages when the opportunity arises. Now, why would Hamas, um, they know they're not going to beat Israel militarily. Um, why now? You know, Biden's got one more year. Um, why, what are they hoping to accomplish other than a worldwide um, conflict, which some people think will happen? I don't think it will. Uh, but what's motivating Hamas to move now? I, I think they saw a gap. They saw the city of Afghanistan in a chaotic environment and, and situation. They they watched uh, you, Russia invade Ukraine. They probably figured our hands were full with other crises, especially in, in Europe. And they thought they had an opportunity to take the Israelis out. The other thing is the, the Iranians have been very, very uh, aggressive over the past year or two with all the money they've, they've made from their oil sales since the sanctions have been lifted or or, the, or a blind eyes been turned, I should put it, to the, their sale of oil. And so they've got a lot, Hamas has a lot of money. They've been being trained for a year or two. And I think they also saw Israel divided internally on the judicial reform and politically and thought they had a, an opportunity here. I think they made a huge mistake. And uh, I think the Israelis are going to unite. You've seen a, a very professional, very well thought out, deliberate uh, military operation to surround Gaza City. They'll now go into Gaza City, they'll destroy the tunnels, and they'll destroy Hamas. Because it goes to your point earlier, uh, Bill, the, the, these, these Hamas aren't even terrorists. They're a bunch of serial killers. It'd be like if you had Ted Bundy living next door and he killed one of your kids and someone said, well, just yeah. build a bigger wall and give him some more food and maybe he won't kill the rest of your kids. Any I mean, rational they, they, person, they have, any rational person take out Hamas. knows that you got to break this movement um, and you got to break it now. Final question. And I, this is a speculative question that I don't really, I, I'm not comfortable in that zone, but you know more than anybody about it. Do you believe that Israel will directly attack Iran? Iran's behind the Hamas movement. Without Iran, Hamas can't do anything, pretty much. Um, they have to get the mullahs approval, and the mullahs, as you just pointed out, assist them. Do you believe that Israel will take action directly against Iran? Well, I think Israel would prefer not to. Uh, they've, they've got Hamas in the south. They've got Hezbollah up in the north in Lebanon. I think the Israelis would like to take out Hamas. And I think if Hezbollah uh, gets uh, frisky and, and starts to in, engage with Israel and tries to support Hamas, I think the Israelis will take care of Hamas first and then take care of Hezbollah. I think they'd like to avoid a, a long-range battle against uh, Iran. But on the other hand, if the Iranians get involved and shoot missiles at uh Israel, that would be a huge mistake because right, they'd rather be able to reach to, to get them. And, and, and I think they would. So I, I think so, without a, a direct Iranian attack on Israel, I think that the Israelis will hold off. When you were in office, were you and the president, Trump at the time, 
confident that Israel could militarily take out Iran's nuclear campaign, what they were doing to develop the nukes, which you assume they're still doing. Were you confident that Israel had the power to destroy that? Given enough time, Bill, the problem is they don't have the long-range aircraft that they need, so there's a lot of refueling involved, and there's a lot of sorties for their F-15s, their Strike Eagles, to get to, to Tehran and to the, this, the nuclear sites. To hit them, they'll have to hit them multiple times. They don't have the, they don't have the B-52s or the B-1s like we do, uh, or the B-21 that's coming online. So yeah. Israel could do it. It would take time. And the problem with, with the time is, as you've seen with the, the engagement with Hamas, it, the world doesn't give Israel much time. We, we went into Afghanistan. Everyone knew we were going to stay there as long as it took to get the job done. The Israelis are going to get two to four weeks before the, the pressure on them gets too heavy uh, for them to continue. And so, again, like, like Hamas, taking out the Iranian nuclear facilities, if, it, if Israel did it alone without United States help, they could do it, but it would take them a while. Okay. Uh, I want to thank you again publicly for helping me with killing the killers. Couldn't have done it without you. And everything that you told, everything that you told Martin Dugar and I, 100% true, because, of course, we checked it. Um, and um, I really appreciate you doing that. That It meant a lot, and millions of people have, written, have read the book so that they have this primer on what kind of a dangerous world, indeed, still today, that we live in. Ambassador, all good things to you, and I hope we can talk again soon. Thanks. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. New poll. Tip poll. Uh, I don't trust this poll, but, you know, 1,400 Americans, and they asked about it. Israel, Hamas. First question. Generally speaking, in the Israel-Hamas conflict, do you side more with Israel or Hamas? Um, overall, not sure. 31. Hamas 11, Israel 58. All right, that's a pretty good plurality there. Democrats not sure, 26. Hamas 20, 20% 20 of Democrats side with the terrorists. Wow. Israel 54, Republicans not sure, 22. Hamas 7, Israel 71. Independents not sure, 44. Hamas 6, Israel 50. So you got 20% of Democrats siding with the terrorists, people who murder uh, women and children. That's not good. And uh, Democrat Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz, a little teed off about it. Roll it. I would hope that all members would support a resolution that condemns terrorism, um, the brutal attacks that were, were perpetrated mm -hmm. against uh, the Israeli people um, that were killed, 
we have 218 hostages. They took 222. Um, I, I, someone who votes against this, I would think, doesn't have a soul. Well, 20% of your party doesn't have a soul then. Right, Debbie? With all due respect. So anti-Semitism is obviously a big story in this country. And, um, you know, nobody knows what's in people's hearts. But certainly if you support Hamas, you're anti-Semitic. Okay? I mean, there's no wiggle room out of that. So there are 6 million Jews in America, 7 million in Israel. All right? 6 million in America. Yet uh, American Jews have a disproportionate amount of wealth and power. Why? Because they are well-educated, generally speaking. They work very, very hard, okay? And they are organized. That's why they're succeeding in our capitalist society. Not only that, but they control a large part of the entertainment and news industry. All right, in Hollywood, there are, I mean, I got the list here of powerful people, and it, it is uh, formidable and always has been. Always has been. Louis B. Mayer, all of these old movie moguls, they're all Jewish. But there is a problem now in that community because there, are, there is a tendency for American Jews to vote liberal. I think that's an accurate statement. Okay? Most Jewish Americans are liberal. But now the liberals are against Israel at least 20% of them. So there's a conflict. And I wondered why, how these uh, movie moguls in Hollywood are handling that. So who best to ask, and a guy who's been in, uh, in Hollywood uh, since Walt Disney, Ben Stein, uh, is the author of a new book, which is a good book, I'm reading it now, The Peacemaker, Nixon, The Man, President, and My Friend, just out, and you should check it out. Um, Mr. Stein it was a speech writer for President Nixon, a Yale grad, not going to hold that against him. And he joins us now from L.A. So in the showbiz community, you know, the criticisms of Israel have been pretty muted, I have to say, because they are progressive far left. There's a big cadre of them. How are you seeing it? I see it the same way it always is that the... Uh... Jews in Hollywood, in very large measure, have substituted the worship of the Lord God Almighty for the worship of Karl Marx. And this has been going on for a long time, although as Hollywood is not all one stone, one monolith, one might say. Uh, there's the uh, studio heads before the war, before World War II. They were all Jewish, and they were all quite conservative, very, very conservative. Uh, and then the writers and actors uh, they were very left-wing. Not all, but very many of them. And those people have become ever more powerful and uh, prevalent in terms of their political views. Uh, the uh, people who are uh, running the studios nowadays are not the same kind of people who are running the studios in the days of Louis B. Mayer or in any way before the war, but certainly before the Vietnam War. And uh, just by dint of uh, burrowing, burrowing, burrowing from the inside out, uh, the powerful leftists in Hollywood have taken over Hollywood. And uh, it's very much a shame. It's a, it's a tragedy, in fact. Uh, and uh, it's a disgrace uh, to the Jewish people because uh, Hollywood was one of the few clearly 
clearly on Jewish, on Israel's side entities in America. And uh, well, now now we have the the uh, to say uh, very devout Christians. They're even better. Uh, but uh, Hollywood has changed. They're, Jew they're still Jewish. Yeah, I don't see but any uh, not uh, right wing. Right. I I don't see any um, outright support of Israel. And maybe I missed it. But look, you got Jeffrey Katzenberg, one of those powerful executives in Hollywood. He's heading up Biden's reelection campaign, a money raiser. Uh, you got Ari Emanuel, you got Steven Spielberg. I mean, you got powerful, very, very wealthy people funding, funding, funding progressive causes all day long. But on the Israel thing, they're muted. I, I haven't seen any demonstrations in Hollywood pro-Israel. Have you? Have you seen uh, any of that? Uh, well, I, have, I belong to a group called the Republican Jewish Coalition. And uh, but we are nowhere near, not even remotely at the level of power wealth and influence of the people whose names you just mentioned. Uh, and I don't see it either. And, I, and it, uh, it's a very, very heart-rending, or as my wife would say, heart-rendering uh, situation. And uh, I, I don't understand it. I mean, I don't understand it. If, I, if Hollywood cannot be for the Israel state, the state of the Jewish people, I don't know who can. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for some, you know, organized thing out of Hollywood supporting Israel. I have not seen it. But the one thing that I have seen is that Hollywood now supports the cancel culture big time. Because I big know. Time. Big, 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 right, big time. I know a lot of people, not as many as you, but I know a lot of people in the showbiz industry. And a lot of them are moderate conservative. And they say, if I say one word that's not left wing, I don't work. And that's well, that I, across I've, the board. I've, I've seen that in my own life, and uh, I've seen it uh, happen to me uh, very cruelly, I think, uh, because uh, I uh, helped uh, produce, write, and star in, so to speak, a documentary which said that God created the earth and people and creatures on it and not evolution. And for that, I was really very much barred from Hollywood for a very long time, and still, basically still am. And... Uh, that's a, a horrifying situation. Well, people don't know this, but I, I'm going to share with you because you're my pal. Before the actual breakout of war between the U.S. and Nazi Germany, Hollywood sent representatives to Hitler's Germany and invited representatives from Hitler's Germany to come to Hollywood to screen Hollywood movies and make sure they were not saying anti-German, anti-Nazi things because they did not want to offend the uh, German and German-speaking uh, audience in Europe. And this is, as I say, something not everyone knows, but it was a disgrace and it happened. And uh, I think it's in a way still happening and uh, very, very, very bad news, disgraceful. And um, I don't know what else I could say about it, except if it's bad news and it's disgraceful, it's really a bad thing. Thank God for the evangelical Christians. Thank yeah, God for them. Ian, sure. And and not only that, but the Roman Catholics, and they're all staunchly against the terrorists and pro-Israel in this regard. Now, um, I'm learning a lot from your book, which is my litmus test to read any book. And I'm one of the things that I learned that I had no idea was that Richard Nixon was a hero in the Yom Kippur War of 1973. Now, for yes, people who don't remember that, Egypt and Syria attacked Israel. 
and Israel was ill-prepared for the attack. Almost exactly the same that happened in October with Hamas. And Israel exactly. was fighting for its life in 1973. And Nixon okayed a technology, a new technology, and sent it to Golda Meir and the Israeli government that made it more difficult for the Syrians and the Egyptians to launch their rockets. And it, it was a new technology. And Nixon's advisors did not want to send that over. But Nixon right. overrode everybody and did it. An amazing yes, fact. Even, even Mr. Kissinger, obviously a Jew, people often think I'm Kissinger, even though I'm much younger than Kissinger. Um, Kissinger said, no, 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 you'll get us in terrible trouble with the Arabs. Nixon said, I don't care. This is right. It's just right that that the Russians uh, cannot be allowed to dominate the Middle East by sending these super good jamming devices that jam the electronics in the Israeli Air Force. And Nixon said, I want to hear the sound of the jet engines taking off from Andrews Air Force Base with the devices that will help the Israeli Air Force. That saved Israel. That saved Israel. Were you surprised because you were... You were there. And were you surprised was, that Nixon overrode all his advisors? I was very Not at all, because bear in mind, I don't know how well you remember this. My father was chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors, right. the president, under President Nixon and Ford. And, and he was pleading, 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 along with several other high-ranking Jewish people at the White House, for Nixon to help Israel. But I think Nixon would have done it anyway. Nixon's mother had said to him, when Nixon was a young man, you will someday be given the chance to help the Jewish people, the children of God. You will be given that chance. It will be a gigantic historical chance. Go ahead and do it, and you will be in the history books forever as the person who saved the children of God. But you know what? Everybody's forgotten it, which is why they oh, should yes, read the book, The Peacemaker, Nixon, the man, president, and my friend, Ben Stein. Hey, Ben, always good to see you, man. You know? Good to see you, sir. God bless All you, right. sir. God bless Thank every you word you much. said. Right. Thank you, sir. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful. A lot of anxiety. And it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day. And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Let's go to California. Gavin Newsom having a little troll in a polling. Uh, this is from uh, Berkeley Institute of Governmental Studies, the University of California. More than 6,000 registered California voters. Do you approve or disapprove of Gavin Newsom's job performance? 44 approved, 49 in California disapproved. Wow. And that is down 11 points since February of this year. 
Now, why? Why is Gavin tanking out there? Ah, what an interesting question. I think it's because of economics. I think working people in California are getting killed by taxes and high prices. But I, don't, I can't say that 100%, but I think that's what it is. All right, all across the country, uh, household debt is now a record. All right. The average American household owes, ready, $145,000. It's a record. That includes mortgage. Okay. That's a lot of money. It's a big hole. Okay. Now, um, interest rates have gone from 3% home mortgages under Trump to almost 8% under Biden. So the debt's going to go up. And Biden, he didn't want to cut anything. So it's like this. But all I can do is give you the facts. Credit card debt, more than a trillion dollars. Now, in a, Americans owe more than a trillion dollars on credit cards. <clears throat> so let's take a look at your situation. 8% uh, are in delinquency. That means they can't pay. They can't pay the minimum. If you run enough stuff on your credit card, and a lot of businesses, they don't even want cash anymore. They want you to buy the little sandwich on your credit card. I don't do that. Okay, I, I, Even at this point in my life, I keep track of what I spent. Okay, so 10% of credit card holders, and you got to have a credit card in this country. You have to. Um, are in persistent debt. They're not going to be able to pay it off. This comes back. This is going to come back to cut banking profits, um, credit card, Amex, all, all of those. Because people, they're running it up and you can't pay it off. Now, if you can't pay it off, your credit rating blows up. So a lot of this debt is from younger Americans under the age of 40. So if you're 28 and you're running up big credit card debt and you can't pay it off, you're not going to be able to get a loan to buy a house or a car. You won't get one. All right. Most Americans have no clue about any of this because they're not taught in high school how to manage money or what you can't go into debt. You go into debt, your credit rating is going to get hammered and you're not going to be able to borrow any money. And you have to borrow money if you want to have a house. Unless you're a Kennedy or something like that. Let's segue into the smart life segment. So I told you last week, you should have a list and check it twice for Christmas and Hanukkah gifts. Right now. A list on a piece of paper like this, written with your hand, names of people you want to give gifts to. And cards to you know, don't you want to forget anybody? All right. Once you get the list of people you want to give to, then you put a dollar figure next to the name. So Aunt Sophie, I want to spend a hundred bucks on Aunt Sophie. That's generous. Between 75 and a hundred. Okay. And then down and down and down and down and down. And then at the end, you add it all up. You can use a calculator if you're bad at math like I am. Okay, and you see, this is how much money 
that I budgeted on gifts. That way, when you go into the store and you're hearing Mariah Carey sing the songs and you're walking around, you see all the decorations, you don't impulse buy. All right. If you know what you want to get these people, that's even better. But put a figure about how much you want to spend on them. I just bought my daughter her Christmas present. It was insane. I'm not going to tell you what it was, but I, I'm an indulgent father. All right. But it had to be bought now because it's a concert situation. But she's my daughter. You know? So anyway, you got to be generous, even if you're, it's tight. But there's other things you can do, all right, to bring this under control. Because this is a season now where you can get really financially hammered and in a lot of trouble. So if you have a skill like baking, you can bake. And people like that, little brownies, cookies, whatever it may be, okay? I, if you can fix something, you can write up a little gift certificate you know, and give it to somebody when next time you have a problem in the house, the gift's on me, I'll come and fix it. Creative. See, you use your skills and people appreciate that. They appreciate it. Some may not even use it. All right. But I'm trying to give you in the smart life segment, ways to keep things under control. Now we have helped you. So we have the book bundle of all 13 killing books, all right, where you can go on BillOReilly.com, order them all, and you get a present for yourself. My live performance 10 days ago in Huntington, Long Island. You, you'll, you'll get the whole thing. No one else will see it. That's free. We're kicking that in. But you get 13 killing books. That's 13 gifts. Nice gifts. You know, it's the most popular nonfiction book series in the world, in the world. And there's a reason. So you know people, and if they're interested in World War II, we have World War II, interested in Revolutionary War, Civil War, Abe Lincoln, John F. Kennedy. We had them, got them all. Jesus, killing Jesus, I mean, on Christmas? I know killings probably doesn't go in with Christmas, but it's about the Nazarene. Anyway, we bundled it up to send you all of that. And when you do the average out on gifts, you're going to be way, way ahead. And we have other things too, combo things, all right, that you buy and then you get two gifts or three gifts. Become a premium or concierge member. You get a gift card to give to somebody else. You get a free book. All of this is creative gift giving. And we'll save you a bundle. Smart life. All right, here's the final thought of the day. I told you yesterday I would report back to you on the American culture. It used to be, and it bind us all together. That's what it used to be, okay? Television, we all watched the same shows, could discuss them. People became huge stars, all in the family. Mary Tyler Moore, you know the drill. Johnny Carson at night, um, Brokaw in the morning, uh, you know, Jennings doing the news. Now, gone. So um, the same thing is happening in the news. So I'll give you some numbers to back up what I say. So 
Over the past four weeks since the writer's strike ended, here are the late night comedians' audiences. Colbert, a unbelievable leftist, is averaging 1,700,000 viewers. Okay? 1,700,000. Kimmel, 1,590,000. Fallon, 1,290,000. Just to put it in perspective, when I did the factor, two runs, I did about between five and six million. That's what I did on the Fox News channel. So late night is gone, vanished. There's very, very few people watching. Morning. Good morning, America, averaging a bit over three million a day. NBC's Today Show, 2.9 million. And CBS Morning, 2.275 million. So those numbers, I mean, I dwarf them on cable television with my program, The O'Reilly Factor, for more than 20 years. Gone. People are all over the place. And that means it is harder to get your message out. So I used to go on all of those shows and sell books. You know, I hold up the book, this and that. Okay, boom, 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 boom. There were millions of people watching. I went on Letterman and Leno, Kimmel in the morning. And, and it was fun. Fun for the audience, fun for me. Now, nobody watches. So you can see the book industry just tumbled down. Same thing with recordings, all right? You got to get go to Spotify to hear new music because all the radio playing classic rock and all that. And we are becoming tribes, like individual tribes all over the place. That's why this uh, pro-Hamas movement on college campuses stunned so many people. So probably go, what, what? How could this happen? It happens because these people, Americans now live in these little bubbles right here. And they go where people, what they want to believe, they, they go where people who believe what they believe are. They don't want to hear anything else. Dangerous. And that's why this broadcast, the No Spin News and BillOReilly.com is like this. Because we don't do that segmentation. We tell you the truth about what's going on in America and around the world. So anyway, the numbers are dismal. They're still beyond everybody, will, but they're not making nearly as much money as they used to make. So thank you very much for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you on Monday. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.